Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Strong, Fit and Free podcast. This is Alessia. Okay, fine. I'm going to stop doing that because that's absolutely retarded. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Strong, Fit and Free podcast. It's Alessia, your host, your coach, and I'm here for episode three of the podcast this week. And I am excited for this one. This one is going to be really good. So this week we're talking all about mindset. And I am actually really excited for this one because it's actually based on an article that I wrote for a local newspaper several years ago on the mindset shifts that you need to have or make in order to lose weight and keep it off for good. And I thought that would be an amazing topic for the podcast. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to talk a lot about fat loss and weight loss and just in general, like dieting on the podcast. However, I thought, well, what's the number one thing people struggle with the most when it comes to losing weight? Mm, It's not really food. It's not really exercise. It's actually their mindset and working on their behavior and habits. And so that is what I want to talk to you about today, losing weight in your head. So I'm going to be sharing with you guys five mindset strategies that is going to help you lose weight and finally keep it off for good. So guys, you know it. There's no sugarcoating it. However you look at it, it's always the same. Losing weight and keeping it off is a real struggle for many, many people. And most often than not, people embark on a new weight loss journey or a lifestyle change. And even though they may have all the best intentions in the world, they end up failing and going back to old habits. Does that sound like you? Well, it was me for many, many years. And to be quite honest with you, I still struggle every single day fighting against my old habits. Now, a lot of times diets end up failing. And according to a study that I actually read recently from the University of California, over two thirds of people that start a weight loss plan and they lose weight initially end up gaining it all back and some within just a handful of years. I mean, we can only just look at the biggest loser show. Yep, this is an astonishing number and really I find extremely sad. And it is a very sad reality for many, many people. And if you're listening to this podcast, perhaps you're stuck in this situation as well, where you've been yo-yo dieting for years and you just can't keep the weight off. So you only have to even just step into your local bookstore or magazine shop and see just how prevalent the diet culture is. I mean, just look, open Instagram. (laughs) All you need to do is open Instagram and realize just how absolutely crazy the diet culture is. You know, one day it's veganism, another day it's keto, another day it's intermittent fasting. And then, you know, several months later it's carnivore. And then, oh crap, we're back on low carb. And then we're back on carbs are okay. Uh, Then the juice cleanse and the smoothie culture. Like it's just, it's crazy. So the message is always the same. What's the next best diet? How can we lose the last 20 pounds? Which product or program will help us finally lose that baby weight once and for all? Like the message never changes. And we all know someone 
somewhere, a friend, a family member, or even ourselves that embarked on a diet at some point in their life and maybe they've gotten some results, but for the most part, there are few people who actually stick to their plan and never gain the weight back and most importantly, make it a lifestyle change um, and really avoid that all too common, quote unquote, fallen off the wagon. Um you know, scenario where they've now gained most of the weight back and end up feeling disappointed, frustrated, and on the quest for the next magic pill. Guess what, peeps? There is no magic pill to lose weight. There's no magic fat loss pill. Um, or there isn't even a magic program or fitness program that's going to help you get abs. So the thing is, we all know this. It's not that it's news. It's we all know that there's no magic pill to losing weight. And what works time and time again are the basics. And unfortunately, and I talk about this all the time on my Instagram is that the basics aren't sexy. Eating a healthy, balanced diet of real, whole, unprocessed foods in the right amount needed for our bodies and and, an activity level. And of course, exercising and moving our body every day that's not sexy. People don't want to do that, you know, because it's it's freaking hard, right? It's not easy. It's so much easier to just go on a seven-day juice cleanse, you know, because that way we can just put all our hopes and dreams into this one thing. And then when it doesn't work, we don't, we don't have to blame ourselves. We can just blame the juice cleanse. <laughs> Sound familiar? Getting enough sleep, managing stress levels, and making sure that we have the right support system can also play a vital role in a successful weight loss strategy. And how many of us are even doing these things? How many of us are not sleeping enough, you know, being night owls? How many of us are stressed beyond belief every day with our corporate jobs? And how many of us actually have a support system, people around us that keep us on track rather than derail us completely and, and, and encourages bad habits. Yeah, exactly. Not many. So why is it that even though we know what to do, we still don't do it? What gives? Mindset. Yep. And that is why I wanted to come on to the podcast today and share with you guys five attitude adjustments that you need to make when you decide to start your health and fitness journey, when you decide to embark on a new diet and lifestyle plan that is going to ensure success. Nothing of what I'm going to share to you with you today is based on what to eat, uh, what exercise program to do, none of that stuff. Today, we're going to talk about mindset, mindset shifts that you need to make. And behavior changes as well, because mindset and behavior go hand in hand. They are two key elements that are absolutely crucial in successfully losing weight. And I will be sharing with you the most common mistakes that people make and how to turn it around and fix that mindset. Because really without the right mindset, you're not going to really get anywhere and you're going to still be on this hamster wheel, constantly trying to lose weight and gain it back, lose weight, gain it back, and you'll never get off that hamster wheel and you'll always be frustrated. And I don't want you to be like that person. I don't want you to to feel stuck. I don't want you to be in that situation. So here goes, all right? So it's not about finding the next best diet, which exercise program will work better, 
or embarking on a juice cleanse, all right? It's about behavior change. So this um, method is not really a revolutionary method, and it's also not you know something that I invented. It's actually based on the um, behavior change method, which is actually an active systematic program for permanent behavior change, and it works together with the trans-theoretical um, method of behavior change. And it's something that I work, it's something that I use when I work with clients and it's something that has been around for quite some time and it's absolutely fascinating and it works not just for weight loss it actually works for a lot of different you know areas of our lives it's it's all to do with behaviors and habits so it works for losing weight uh, quitting smoking getting into the habit of regular exercise or changing any aspect of your behavior that you are looking to change so um, it's it's not just for weight loss but today we're talking fat loss. All right. Today we're talking mainly about weight loss and, and how it relates to weight loss. So let's look at the first attitude adjustment that you need to make. The first one is cultivating commitment. Now, in order to start the process of changing a behavior or a habit, it's absolutely crucial to feel committed to the change. It's like being in a relationship, right? If there's no commitment, then it's going to go absolute, absolutely nowhere. So you need to be 100% committed to the change. And when we're committed to something, we follow through even when things get tough. And that's where most people struggle. Most people don't even know why they are embarking on a new diet or a lifestyle change. Generally, the why is very like superficial, like I want to lose weight or I want to lose my tummy or I want to fit into my jeans, you know, like that. But they have vague reasons and often very unclear goals. So writing down specific reasons for change and what I like to call figuring out your why helps you to connect to the process on a much, much deeper level. So asking yourself questions like, why do I want to lose weight? What will I gain from being at my goal weight? Discovering answers like, I want to lose weight because I want to feel better about myself and feel more confident, um, you know, make more friends, you know, speak up in a boardroom meeting, join in more activities with my family, now attaches a much bigger motive behind that goal. And it's going to actually become your anchor for when you have a bad day. And it's going to help you reconnect to the goal and keep you on track. Another tip is to actually talk with your friends about your goals. Share with your friends, your family, your loved ones about what you're going to do. Because that is going to allow accountability and you're going to now be accountable for your actions so your friends now can say well hey did you get your workout in today did you you know track your macros today did you go for a walk today they're going to help you hopefully <laughs> um, you can also use things like milestones in your life as targets and this is very common obviously so things like a birthday a new job or a wedding or a birth of a baby can be powerful motivators but remember a lot of these are you know they're fine but they're also just external motivators they're motivators that come from outside of yourself and they're temporary so you can you know absolutely want to lose weight for a wedding but then what are you going to do after that wedding's over are you going to go back to your old habits 
that is what I want to make a point on because that's what happens most of the time. So make a, making a formal um, commitment to yourself can look different in, in for different people. But my favorite way is making a formal contract with yourself. So you can make a contract, you can write it down on a, on a, a piece of paper and you can sign it and it becomes official and you can hang it up in a, in a place where they, you can see it often. And that is a really powerful motivating tool. So, um, that is what I like to do with my clients. Mindset shift number two is to be honest with yourself. And this is a step that most people often skip. One potential setback that can happen when you want to make changes is being in denial. Many of us feel our habit is not bad enough to worry about. I don't know about you, but I've been in many situations where I was like, fuck it. YOLO, right? So I just, you know, I, I screwed up once and now, now therefore the entire week is screwed up or I missed one workout. So I'm going to stop working out the entire week or I've had a piece of chocolate. So I'm just going to have an entire freaking cake. Yeah. So that is what's happening. And you know, you, you're in denial and you don't think your problem is a problem. So a successful way to break this denial pattern is to keep a written diary of the habit that you want to change. So you're forced to face the facts. So for example, when I first start working with clients, I, I, I make them keep a, um, food journal and we do this for about a week and this is just them tracking their food and habits without you know the the without being particularly healthy you know it's it's like tracking their life as it is in that moment so that when they can look at what's going on they have a real um insight on into their life and what's going on with with their life you know and, and their habits so that is something that i find very powerful keeping a record of your habits in a food diary journal for the first few weeks helps you see the reality of your behavior and some of that is a real reality check um because you really kind of start to see your patterns and your habits and your behaviors and your triggers so many people don't realize just how much they overeat for example when they start tracking they're like oh my god i mean i'll give you an example when i was um when i first started lifting weights and i was you know very much you know into the paleo diet or paleo way of eating um i used to you know basically gorge on healthy food so I used to have like this massive amount of you know salmon um, and then one day I was like mm, let me find out just how many calories you know a piece of salmon has and my pieces of salmon were like the size of two of my hands and so I you know plugged it in and I was like absolutely blown away by the amount of calories that was in just you know one serving of salmon let alone two it was like i was consuming 800 calories of just salmon so i was really shocked you know so i was overeating and i wasn't seeing results so um another thing is you you'll notice how often maybe you skip meals or that you don't follow through with your commitment to exercise things like this you know and soon enough a year goes by and you know that famous i'll start on monday has become a year later i mean you only need to look at like new year's resolutions and how ineffective they are so Keeping a record of your habit for one week, 
before trying to make any drastic changes to your lifestyle is going to be such a game changer. And you can start identifying your triggers and consequences, which will help you understand your patterns and what causes you to fall back on old habits. So looking at your diary for triggers and consequences to find out why you do what you do. So this could look like, um, for, for example, you know, a smoker could be picking up the phone you know, and, and then lighting up a cigarette. So the, 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 the action of picking up the phone is an automatic cue that triggers that person to light up a cigarette. And I can actually speak from experience with smoking because I used to be a smoker. And um, I used to smoke the most when I was out clubbing. Um, so I would go out and I would drink, you know, I was a binge drinker back then and I would drink a lot. And every single drink that I would order would, you know, automatically be a cue for me to smoke for, you know, me to light up a cigarette. And so every time I had a drink in my hand, I had a cigarette in another. And so when I wanted to quit smoking, it was so difficult um, when I would go out clubbing and drinking because the drinking was a cue. It was a trigger that would trigger me wanting a cigarette. And so for someone who is an overeater, for example, and often identifies themselves as an emotional eater, a typical trigger could be picking up a tub of ice cream after like a long day uh, at work or a stressful day at work where, you know, they've had a, an argument with their boss and, you know, they've had a crappy day. So that's their trigger, right? So the consequence for someone who is addicted to cakes for example, could look something like cooking great desserts for friends results in them getting all this praise from the friends. Oh my God, you make such amazing desserts and oh my God, you're like the best chef and all. And then that reinforces the habit of that person wanting to eat more desserts. I don't know if this, this makes sense to you, but when I discovered this, I was like, really, really, um, my mind was blown. I was like, wow, I, if this makes sense, you know, the triggers, um, it's all psychological, right? So understanding patterns is insightful and brings a different perspective to the table. So if you're unaware of your bad habits, how are you going to change them? All right, so let's look at number three. So the third mindset shift that you need to make in order to lose weight and keep it off for good is to set specific objectives that work for you. So in other words, don't just follow what the same exact diet plan that Susan from marketing is following. She has a completely different body, mindset, and psychology to you, and her needs will be completely different to yours. So remember that not all strategies work for all people. And even though there are many tools out there, they are just that tools. So for example, when we come and look at calorie deficit, the calorie deficit is not some scary principle. It's the principle of fat loss that, that energy balance is, is important and you need a calorie deficit to lose fat. But the method in how you achieve a calorie deficit can look different for everyone. And that's why we've got all these diets, because everyone has their own unique set of needs, set of goals, set of mindset and, you know, set of, of habits and, and lifestyle. And for example, you know, something like keto. And I thought this today because I... Um, had some pizza today and it was homemade pizza and um it's 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 absolutely delicious and i you know love pizza i mean who doesn't love pizza but um 
I thought about it as I was eating this pizza. I was thinking, there's absolutely no way I could give up carbs. And I did give up carbs for some time when I was healing my gut. Um, but there's no way I could ever go fully carnivore or, you know, be on a, on a, on an extreme keto diet because for one, I don't have, I don't have to, I don't have any issues with my blood sugar. I don't have epilepsy and I don't really have any severe, you know, food intolerances. So why would I need to give up carbs completely? And for one, that's, that's, you know, depressing, you know, living in a life where I can't eat pizza anymore and have pasta. I mean, I mean, I'm freaking Italian, you know, this is like, this is hardcore for us. Like you, you've taken pasta away from me. (laughs) So anyway, without, with the jokes aside, I, I, it's just, you know, I want to make a point. I want to drive this home that, you know, calorie deficit is the principle and the method that you choose is going to be completely different from the method that your friends and family and and people on social media choose. So that is why it's important, you know, and not to subscribe to any one dietary dogma because it's going to be different for everyone. No diet is the same for everyone. There's no diet. I mean, there's no one size fits all, right? So, um, you know, methods are important. Tools are important, but they're not the driving force towards success. Um, You know, you've got weight loss, you've got low fat, low carb, paleo, vegan, just to name a few of the most popular diets. But you've also got journals, apps, regular weigh-ins, taking progress pics to choose from as tools. They're all tools, guys. So focus less on the vehicle, um, on the how, and rather put your efforts in understanding and listening to your body and really what's unique to you. So when you go ahead and set objectives that work for you, focus on discovering what your strengths are and area of weaknesses and set those objectives based on those things. So for example, if you've never stepped foot in a gym in your entire life and you wake up on Sunday and you've decided, okay, I'm going to hit the gym and do 45 minutes of cardio, 20 minutes on the weight machines, and then come home and eat a salad. It's highly, I mean, it's highly likely, highly inevitable that you will be too damn sore and exhausted from that one workout and absolutely freaking starving that you're going to go and binge. So your weakness here is that you haven't exercised in a long time. So don't set yourself up for failure right from the get-go and set some attainable goals, set some goals that are manageable, some, you know, small steps. I mean, you wouldn't, you know, you, you wouldn't expect your, 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 your three-month-old baby to start walking, would you? No. So that is what you need to do. You need to set objectives that work for you. All right. I'm hoping that you're still with me. I'm hoping that you're still with me. All right. So number four, the fourth mind sh- mindset shift that you need to make is you have to take action. And I wish I kind of put this at the top because it's probably one of the most important things because honestly, everybody these days is sitting in analysis paralysis and I am not, I am not immune to it. And I'm going to give you something that I learned from 
my coach, um, Jordan Syatt from Syatt Fitness. You can find him on Instagram. He is incredible. Um, not only is he super funny with the Harry Potter um, jokes in his posts, and I'm such a Harry Potter fan, but he talks so much sense. He makes health and fitness so simple, and he is my my coach as well. So um, I wanted to just you know mention him because he's he's made such an impact on my life. But you know. One time I was scrolling through his, his Instagram feed and um, some mo- it, it was a post about motivation popped up and it was someone asked him, how do I get motivation? And he responded, you don't get motivated. You, d- you don't start with motivation. You first take action and then you are motivated to continue. And that blew my mind because that made me realize that motivation does not exist. It's not you, 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 you don't automatically wake up in the morning and get motivation. You don't find it anywhere. It's not some special magic pill that you can find. It's something that is created through taking action every single day. So you take action when you know you're going to make a mistake. You take action. You take imperfect action you go ahead and you move even when you don't feel like it and then that causes you to be motivated to do it again and again when you start seeing results and so I cannot tell you how many clients I know that have overanalyzed every single detail and end up taking no action I mean I I do free consults and I speak to people every single day who are ready you know so so cold ready to take action on that call they're like yes i want to i'm ready and then i i don't hear from them again why is that because they're stuck in this analysis paralysis they're analyzing the program they're analyzing the process they're analyzing the coach they're analyzing the finances they're looking at every single damn detail and they're 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 literally overloaded with information and no longer even even they just don't do anything with it do you know what I mean so they sit in analysis paralysis where they do all the research buy all the diet books and meal plans sign up for all the gym memberships and then take absolutely no action whatsoever so they are paralyzed by fear and anxiety and stuck in perfection and you know they feel like they need to have it all perfect or all planned out does this sound like you because i swear to god i've been there and it still happens on on a regular basis you know i still overanalyze stuff you know not just health and fitness i overanalyze things all the time when it comes to relationships when it comes to um even shopping you know when you go out and you want to choose something or meals choose it's just the 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 overabundance of information and also the over um, saturated market full of just it's just information overload everywhere so it's important that the sooner you take that first step the better it is for your overall progress so waiting far too long to start working on your achieving your goals is is not a good strategy to move in the right direction for long-term successful behavior change. You need to start taking action. So you don't need to have it all figured out to take that step. You don't need to have it all perfect. So you need to just take that damn step. You need to start taking imperfect action versus perfect inaction. And it's the cornerstone to your success. So how can you do that? Because I swear I could hear you right now saying, but Alessia, how do I do that? How do I take that next step? I'm going to tell you. 
So first of all, you need to avoid or control your triggers that prompt your negative habits. And this goes back to keeping that journal and finding out those triggers and negative habits. Get away from them. Remove them from your environment. So this could look like this. You take a walk outside during your coffee break instead of joining your colleagues in the pantry for cake. Or you get rid of all the junk food in your house so you're not tempted to grab it when you get a craving or when you come home and you're absolutely famished. Or you meal prep so that when you come home, you have food ready instead of wanting to order food online. So you set yourself up for success right from the get-go. So another step that you can take in taking action is to substitute a competing behavior for the habit that you're trying to change. So for example, you um, instead of giving in to your craving for chocolate when you've had a stressful day, you can try some deep relaxation techniques such as meditation or yoga or prayer or journaling. Instead of snacking, for example, you can walk around the block, you can take your dog for a walk, you can call a friend, you can have a glass of water, you can brush your teeth, you can have a bath. There's so many things that you can do immediately when you get these these triggers and these impulses that are going to rewire your brain to really help you kick those bad habits. But remember that you don't need to eliminate chocolate for the rest of your life, you know? It's just that when these habits or when these when these things become so so controlling that you know they've become habits and and they've you know there's this amazing book called atomic habits um by james clear and i love it and i absolutely recommend it to everybody he talks about how habits um there are no bad habits and good habits there are just habits that move you closer to your goals and habits that move you further away. So in this case, if chocolate is moving you towards gaining weight rather than losing weight, then perhaps you need to start looking at eliminating this this habit for a while. All right, so that is something that I find very, very powerful. So you need to replace your bad habits with healthier ones so they can stick. And also planning small steps, you know, taking small steps rather than thinking, okay, I've never gone to the gym and then I'm tomorrow I'm going to do all these workouts. You know, I'm going to go like going ham or going balls to the wall. Um, and then you don't walk or you don't do anything for a few days because you're so damn sore. So taking small steps is going to be way more effective. Um, so, you know, take some action. You know, taking some action is better than none at all. So, you know, you, you, you can take a little step every single day. Like if you know that you struggle getting out of bed and um, you, you really struggle, you know, waking up early in the morning and setting that alarm an hour earlier is too much, set it for 10 minutes, five minutes earlier, and then gradually, you know, reduce that time and then you'll get, sorry, increase that time and you'll get better and better at it. So, so breaking down an overwhelming goal into a series of small tasks. So you're guaranteed success at each step is so much better than taking these massive, massive steps and feeling overwhelmed. So um, these steps really are so powerful because they focus on changing the behavior rather than making these drastic changes that are too overwhelming and causing you more stress. And, you know, at the end of the day, 
you you need to look be realistic with your yourself you need to take a hard look at yourself and you know make an audit of your life and your time and 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 where you're at and meet yourself where you're at and that's what i do with my clients you know i meet them where they are when it comes to coaching i don't uh, overwhelm my clients with all these things that they need to change in the first month that they're working with me no we take step by step right so um yeah I'm hoping that you're enjoying this episode and here we are, we finally reached the fifth mindset shift and that is all about maintaining. So now we're going to look at maintaining your new behavior and that is the key, maintenance, the key to successful long-term change because it's not always easy to keep up this new habit. We're always fighting with our old habits, with our old self. You will reach plateaus eventually and you'll get discouraged with your lack of progress. You're going to find yourself in, you know, seasons in your life or in your journey where you, you know, you're, you're stuck or you're having a really hard time at work and it's going to, you know, set you back. It's going to happen, but you may even slip back into your old behavior. But when this happens, remember that it is not the end of the world evaluate how to have the outcome that you want in that type of situation next time. And rather than focusing on your failure, you can start over. And you can start over right back from step number one by practicing the behavior change method that we spoke about. Go back and re-listen to this episode. When you're really struggling, just press play and listen and just start from step number one. And remember that that's the step that helped you in the first place. Reevaluate what you need to do to succeed. So putting too many restrictions often actually backfires. This is that old mentality of dieting where you have a list of off-limit foods that gets replaced with your typical health foods like salad and smoothies and grilled chicken and boring steamed broccoli. You know that that's not going to work. Why would you do it now again? You know, that's not going to work. So let's do something different. Um, you know, instead of focusing on removing, you will end up feeling deprived, which will lead to relapses and that dreaded falling off that wagon, that damn wagon. <laughs> Let's get off the damn wagon once and for all and stay off, you know, um, instead of setting yourself up so you know that when you do relapse, that you can get back on that wagon and continue making progress rather than falling back on your old habits. So ditching that diet mindset and that, you know, quick fix mindset is the best way to stick to this process. And the fewer restrictions that you put on yourself, the better. Take it one step at a time. There shouldn't be anything in the world that they shouldn't, um, that you shouldn't even eat or that is off limits. Just keep it simple. The KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid. Although I don't like the stupid part because I don't think that you are stupid or I'm stupid. But I recommend ditching the don't list entirely. That don't list, you know, that the list of don't eat this, don't eat that because it's bad. Or the clean eating, you know, the, the, the food is clean and the food is dirty. No, there is no such thing. There's just food that is more nutritious and food that is less nutritious. All right, that's it. So instead of trying to, you know, stop an old negative habit, focus on building positive new ones. New habits will always crowd out that old without the struggle of trying to stop that behavior. So um, one thing that I actually wanted to share with you guys is that 
might help you move away from food rules based on restriction is something called mindful eating. And I'm sure you've heard of it before. Mindful eating is a way of eating that is centered on being present and engaged, not just with your food, but what, you know, while you're eating it and how your body feels. Um, it can help you learn how to eat based on what you want and need at that moment, as opposed to what they feel what you should feel um, or should and shouldn't eat. Um, mindful eating isn't really a weight loss diet. It's 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 just changing that um, your orientation to food and, and getting rid of these food rules and helping you connect and being more in tune with your body. And believe it or not, um, tracking calories, which I absolutely recommend, um, tracking calories and macros, and being aware of your habit is not restrictive or obsessive, but it's actually being mindful. Um, a lot of people now in the diet industry um, are saying that tracking calories is obsessive and it can reinforce bad habits and, and bad relationship with food. But I absolutely disagree because tracking is, is a way for you to have insight and it's a it's a mindful practice it's you're mindful you're being present and you're you're you know actually looking deeply at your diet you know so i don't think it is uh restrictive or obsessive in any way um so overall yes long-term weight loss is is challenging it's not easy okay it's 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 not easy it's simple but it's not easy but by recognizing that, you know, there are challenges and approaching them as very real opportunities for growth can also be very doable for you. And they, it could be, you know, a step in the right direction, looking at your mindset rather than looking at just the methods, um, the next best diet, the next best workout program, looking at your mindset first, where are you with your mindset? And remember that getting help from a nutritionist or coach like myself um, to work through food and body issues and ditching that perfection mindset can be the key to long-term success. You know, you go to the dentist to fix your teeth and the mechanic fixes your car. So why not invest in yourself and work with a coach who can actually help you achieve your weight loss and body transformation goals? Why do you need to resort to, you know, Dr. Google? And, um, you know, trying to find things that, that maybe might work for you, might not work for you. Um, and remember, it's not really the method, it's the principles. And the principles are always going to be the same. But the accountability is what's difficult. And having a coach is going to help you. So most importantly, you know, you can turn some of this attention away from the number on the scale and towards living the life your body deserves. So when my clients are not focused solely on the weight and that scale weight, but they pay attention to other factors like how their clothes fit, the increased energy that they have, and how much stronger their lifts are in the gym, they continue to make immense progress and they don't let that number get them down. All right. So guys, what an amazing episode. Like I really enjoyed talking to you today about mindset. It's uh, it's really one of the most important factors when it comes to weight loss and fat loss. And I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned um, if you're interested in taking the next step in your fat loss journey and would like to instill the help and guidance of a holistic strength and nutrition coach, that's me. I'm actually offering free consultations, which you can book by going to alessiadcoaching.com forward slash let's uh, dash chat 
forward slash, or you can click the link in the show notes and it will take you directly to the booking page. And in this session, we'll actually look at what you're doing now, what's working and what's not working and recommendations for next steps. I'm sure you heard my dog in the background. That is kind of like a sign that it's time to log off. And I've been on this episode for a really long time because he really wants to get it. Um, he wants to go out in the garden, so I need to let him out. So um, just go there, simply pick a time that works for you, fill in your details, and you'll receive a confirmation email that locks your booking in. So um, I'm look, I'm so excited for you to be listening in today, and I hope that you found this helpful. And you may have had trouble making changes in the past, but this time it can be different, especially if you have someone to encourage you, support you, and show you what to do. And I hope that I could be that person for you. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Remember, you are worth taking care of. You are a priority. And I'll catch you next week. It's been a pleasure.